ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Brazil Kenya, and Mongolia, and in the states of Florida, Idaho, and Vermont, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually, to open your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say this with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip of the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is bring in positive energy. The color pink is emotionally healing and will lift your spirits. When you feel fear, you can shift your energy. Ask God, God, the universe to fill you with pink light. See pink light coming from the heavens to the top of your head and moving through your whole body. Enjoy the feeling of peace. The world is collectively experiencing grief and trauma. Almost all of us have lost friends or relatives through COVID, mass shootings, war, suicide, or addiction, and we did not take the time to grieve, or we didn't know how to grieve. In some cases, we couldn't be with our loved ones to say goodbye or even attend the funeral. And if it was a friend or colleague who transitioned, there isn't the same opportunity to grieve because we aren't a family member. Others have lost jobs or a community of coworkers because we're working at home now, and others have become homeless because of the economic strain of the current times. Even if the loss is to move to something we are excited about, it is still a loss. In our fast-paced world, we don't give ourselves permission to grieve our losses. We tell ourselves, I'm fine, I'm strong, I can handle this and move quickly to the next thing. This can work for a while, but eventually the losses catch up with us and the grief can become overwhelming. 
Grief is normal, and it is essential that we acknowledge our feelings. As you know, I decided to give up this radio show after more than eight years and a total of 430 episodes next week. That's a lot of time, energy, and love that I have devoted to this show, and I'm very grateful for all that I have given and received. The fact that I have chosen to focus on some other projects doesn't diminish the loss. I have been allowing myself the time to grieve the loss of relationships, a weekly routine, the challenges presented with the unexpected of a live radio show, meeting wonderful authors every week, learning new ideas and techniques, an identity as a top radio show host, and more. I have written notes of gratitude to people, had conversations with others, and I've been spending time with my memories, burning pink candles, buying pink flowers, wearing pink, using rose quartz crystals, and using the universal pink heart of love. The grieving process is is a rich time for healing and growth if we give ourselves that gift. There can even be some surprises like the many beautiful notes I have received from well-wishers like this one from our guest last week. Dr. Dilip Jesty wrote, Thank you, Paula, for having me on your great show. Yours is among only a handful of the finest podcast shows I know of. Your genuine compassion and wisdom are evident from the beginning to the end. Messages like this that I continue to receive from guests and listeners have changed me. They have filled my heart and will be with me for the rest of my life. Thank you all. More people are starting to have extraordinary experiences and access higher dimensions because we're shifting from fear-based third-dimension Earth to love-based fourth and fifth dimensions. As I was writing my silver lining story last night, I noticed a beautiful bright green grasshopper on my window. I knew immediately that the grasshopper was reassuring me that my decision to embrace a new path was a good one for me now. The grasshopper appears to me when I am about to take a leap forward in my life. The bright green represents growth. The timing is right for this ending and new beginning. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear and live the true values of 2022, acceptance, compassion, kindness, diplomacy, harmony, balance, and peace as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. We discover peace by staying in the moment. 
My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Michelle Neff Hernandez, who's here to talk about rediscovering yourself and healing after grief and trauma. After our episode last week with Dr. Dilip Justy, I received the following email from Catherine. Your interview with Dr. Justy was very powerful and uplifting, understanding that wisdom is a personality trait with seven components, social behavior, emotional regulation, self-reflection, diversity of perspectives, decisiveness, social advising, and spirituality help me understand that wisdom is available to all of us. I'm excited that there are simple ways we can increase our wisdom, like learning to be more compassionate and empathetic. It goes hand in hand with being a good citizen and creating a better world. I love the idea of developing compassionate communities and age-friendly communities. Thank you for the wonderful guests you have who share such valuable information. Thank you, Catherine. If anyone missed this episode or wants to listen again, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on the importance of wisdom, please listen to some of my previous shows, like April 28, 2022, with Dr. Connie Zweig, Become the Wise Elder, Interpersonal and Soul Work, February 18, 2016, with Rabbi Rachel Cowan, Wise Aging, Living with Joy, Resilience, and Spirit, and April 12, 2015, with Bob Weber and Carol Osborne, How to Age Wisely. Listen on demand to these shows, ones you missed and those you want to hear again. Listen when it fits your schedule or when you need healing, hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need. Just know I'm here for you even in the middle of the night. For added value, read my blog titled Living Life with Wisdom, posted in February 2016, which reminds us that we should live our lives without guilt and judgment and that we are always able to make new choices. Here's an excerpt. In education, we have two curriculums. One is the curriculum that the teachers are given at the beginning of the school year. It includes the skills, content, and competencies that the children need to learn for their written tests. When there's the, then there's the most important curriculum, and that's the unwritten curriculum, the one that you don't realize you're teaching but actually influences the character of your students. It includes the way you treat people, the values, the morals, the attitudes that you share with your students, your prejudices, your likes and dislikes, your frustrations, how you approach a problem, and so on. In other words, the most important lessons in life are the unwritten curriculum. In every relationship, job, and experience, there is an unwritten curriculum. Pay attention to what you are learning, whether the learning is enjoyable and who you are learning from. Then consciously choose to continue with that unwritten curriculum or choose another one. We do have the ability to turn in any direction and at any moment. Make sure you are using that ability wisely. 
To read the whole blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Also check out my YouTube channel with several videos, including my video titled Recreate Your Future, which explains that we all have the ability to look inward and find the answers we need. Because of the pandemic, climate change, social injustice, mass shootings, war in the Ukraine, and the threat of nuclear war, we are all living with fear, anxiety, and PTSD. If we stay stuck in fear and anxiety, we make matters worse by adding to the chaos and negativity in the world. Instead of feeling helpless, know that you can Create peace in the world by increasing your own vibration. Your higher vibration will touch everyone you encounter and then everyone they encounter and so on. We are the point of change. Heal yourself and you help heal the world. This is the concept of oneness. We are all connected. We will be doing two techniques every week until there is peace to help increase your vibration and that of the Ukraine. Let's send love and protection to ourselves and to the Ukraine now. Imagine a big pink heart like a balloon surrounding you and then see another one surrounding the Ukraine and all its inhabitants. This is the universal pink heart of love and it was infused by the divine with love. Allow yourself to see it, feel it, and or just know it is there. Instead of obsessively checking the news and increasing your fear and anxiety, do this simple technique every time you think about the Ukraine, the mass shootings, climate change, COVID, and everything else that worries you. Please share this technique with friends, relatives, colleagues, neighbors on social media, and do it at home with your family. Love is the great healer. You can also surround yourself with the universal pink heart of love anytime they need protection or love. The second technique is my affirmation to help release fear and anxiety and create inner peace. Say it with me now. Peace in my mind. Peace in my body. Peace in my spirit. Peace in my soul. I repeat it like a mantra when I'm taking a walk, standing in a line, sitting in the dentist chair, falling asleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night or go into fear or anxiety about the Ukraine or anything else, let's do it one more time. Peace in my mind, peace in my body, peace in my spirit, peace in my soul. Now for my silver lining story. Most psychologists believe that if someone is abusive, they will never change. My life experience confirmed that until I started coaching people who were exhibiting abusive behaviors they didn't like. They were carrying so much anger from the abuse they experienced as children that they would punch or kick a wall and then become fearful that they might hurt their significant other. Someone who doesn't want to change would not be concerned about their aggression turning into physical violence. One client asked for anger management techniques. I pointed out that he was already managing his anger because he didn't punch the wall at work. He saved that behavior for when he was with his significant other. Anger management is necessary but not sufficient. There are techniques we can use to calm ourselves, heal our past, and bring ourselves into the present moment. 
The person who we are most angry with is not the person standing in front of us. It's a person from our past who hurt us, and we couldn't stop them or get away from them because we were just children. We didn't know what to do with the anger, so we buried it deep inside ourselves. When our significant other says or does something that triggers those old feelings, we are thrown right back into childhood, and the anger emerges toward them. It's because we are with the person who truly loves us that we feel free to express our anger. When we understand what is happening to us, we can take charge by immediately removing ourselves from the situation, calming ourselves, reflecting on the cause of our anger, grieving our past, and later in a quiet moment, sitting down and having a conversation with our loved one. As we feel safe, we can share our childhood experience with them and create openings for discussions that allow us to express our pain without verbal or physical violence. This is a process which takes an understanding of the adult patterns caused by childhood abuse and how two people can trigger each other's pain, a willingness to be self-reflective, to take responsibility for our own behavior while also seeing the dynamic that occurs with our partner and to be willing to develop emotional intimacy with our partner by communicating our deepest pain from the past and hopes for the future. All of this takes compassion, empathy, and forgiveness for ourselves, our partner, and eventually the people who abused us. The silver lining is that we can heal our past, present, and future simultaneously. We do not have to be victims of our past. We can choose to heal. Our guest, Michelle Neff Hernandez, author of Different After You, Discovering Yourself and Healing After Grief and Trauma, and the 2021 CNN hero is a gifted speaker and committed advocate for the widowed and bereaved. Her creation of Camp Widow and Soaring Spirits has brought her international acclaim. Michelle regularly speaks to first responders, hospital workers, religious congregations, and diverse community organizations. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Your question for today is, how will you use pink to help heal your trauma or grief? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Michelle Neff Hernandez, who's here to talk about rediscovering yourself and healing after grief and trauma. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you thought about what forms of creativity you'll explore to help you heal after grief or trauma. And I'm so grateful to welcome Michelle Neff Hernandez, who's here to talk about rediscovering yourself and healing after grief and trauma. Michelle, it's such a delight to have you on the show. This topic is so very important, especially after this pandemic, mass shootings. I mean, so much has gone on. There has been so much loss of um, life in that's even more so than we have normally experienced. So this topic is so vital to all of us to understand how we can not only get through grief and trauma, but to come back even stronger, which may be confusing to some people. So could you talk to us a little bit about your ideas about integration and and how it's possible to really grow through grief. Well, first of all, it is really lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me for this, as you said, important conversation. I think one of the key messages for us all during this time of uh, crazy experiences like the pandemic and for people who are in deep grief through a variety of different types of grief experiences, that one of the one of the key messages we need to hear is that we don't have to come out of it exactly the same as we went in. And I think so often the expectation that we set for ourselves is that we're going to get back to normal 
that we're going to come through something very difficult. And the way we're going to know we've made it through successfully is if we can say we were the same person that we were before. Um, and unfortunately, that's a message that seems to get reinforced when grievers are asked questions like, when are you going to be back to normal? Or when is your life going to be back to normal? And I think, you know, legitimately, we ask ourselves the question as well. When will my life be something I recognize again? I know for sure that so many of us have had that question floating in our minds during this last several years as we've made our way through the various waves of pandemic life. Um, and I, I think the key to integration is that when we live through something really difficult, if we allow ourselves to be changed by what we learn in that experience, then we give our past and the past experiences a place in our present life and give that the ability, the things we've learned, to shape our future. I think that that's so critical when we talk about pandemic. We learned a lot about ourselves about our communities, about our world, as we determined what was important to us, as we suffered losses of all sorts, including, of course, people we love, and also lives we loved and experiences we thought we were going to have but didn't. And so there's so much to process there. But one thing I think that's critical is understanding that we are going to be changed by what we've lived through. And that's not a bad thing. Instead, it can be a really good thing. I think that may um, cause some people's minds to kind of explode. <laughs> that that yes, idea. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm so glad you said it exactly that way, Dr. Paula, because that's. I think that's the hardest part. For me, so to to give the listeners just a brief background, my husband died when I was 35, or and he was 39, and my life turned completely upside down. And there was a point in time when all I wanted was to go back to some kind of normal that I recognized, but I quickly realized that without him in my life, everything was different. And for a while, everything being different made me really angry. I didn't want things to be different. I fought against the changes that were a part of my new life that I didn't ask for and, frankly, did not want. And so my heart is totally with people who hear my message and think, this lady is crazy. I don't want to think about being changed in a positive way by what I've lived through. Um, but what, But I think that the key message is, about allowing ourselves to walk through our experiences knowing that we are being changed. Because when we don't, we're really swimming uphill or swimming upstream. I think of it as, you know, it's not that it's not possible. It's just that it's hard. And so we make the grief experience harder for ourselves when we don't allow ourselves to be changed by what we've lived through. And that doesn't mean, for the record, that you're going to be a completely different person or that there won't be many things about your life that are the same. But there are critical things that happen. In in my book, Different After You, I write about this idea that you can't unknow what you know. So now that we've all lived through a pandemic, we know what that, we know what that feels like. We know what our, how our lives can be changed in just a moment by the beginnings of, you know, a cough or feeling like, you know, the, the workplace is going to be completely changed tomorrow. We've all lived through that now. And so we can't unknow what we know, which means 
that we're going to look at future experiences through the lens of what we've lived through together. So for grievers, that's also true. For anybody who's lived through a divorce or a life-altering illness, all of the things that are so hard for us as humans begin to shape who we become in the next iteration of ourselves because we can't unknow whatever the experience has led, you know, this new level of knowledge that came with what we've lived through. And and the trauma of loss of a loved one, a spouse, a child, a parent, um, you know, divorce, as, as you mentioned, it, it changes your daily life. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. Even if the person mm-hmm. isn't, doesn't physically live with you or didn't physically live with you, knowing that they're no longer breathing in in this realm on earth um, it, it creates a, a sense of um, of loss of separation of not being of having as much in this life as you had before because that relationship, now is can't be um, you can't talk to them and they're answering back on the telephone or visiting back and mm-hmm. forth, whatever it is. so so your life changes and how do you how do we fill that void? How do we become more? How do we take that and and help us and use that to help us become stronger, wiser, um, healthier, uh, how, how do we do that? I think really the first step of that experience is to honor your feelings of grief and to know that there is no way to fill the void that this specific person's life, that, that the end of this specific person's life created. It's always going to be there. But what happens is you begin to build a life around that. And so I think that's why it's so important to allow ourselves to be changed, because if we try to be exactly the same as we were before, and the person who was a part of our lives is no longer physically present, that in and of itself is going to be a difference that can't be changed. And so instead of trying to fill the void where their their life and their existence is a part of our life and was it, and it took up a space, right? That space still exists. But what we have to do is start to build around it to begin to ask ourselves, in this new life, without the person who I love physically present, what do I need to have a meaningful life? And that, that process begins with allowing yourself to grieve. So making space for the grief acknowledging that your life cannot be the same as it was without that person physically present. And then after giving yourself some time to be in those spaces and know that you're going to come back and forth, as we all know now, I believe that we're, we're really clear about the fact that grief is not a linear process. We're not going to go one, through one step at a time in a logical fashion and end up on the magical, in the magical land of healed. Instead, we're going to go back and forth more like a dryer tumbler. But I believe that what we can do is begin to ask ourselves, what does this new person who I'm becoming need to have a meaningful life? And one of those things we'll need is a connection to our loved ones. And that's why integration is so important. Because when we give our past 
and the people who have been a part of our lives a place in our present and our future, then we have access to that love that we shared with them, to our memories, to the lessons they taught us, to the amazing way that they personally made a difference in the world. When we allow them to still continue to be part of our lives, we don't lose that. Instead, we get to add it and continue to keep it as a part of what will make our lives meaningful in the future. And and I think we find um, parts of ourself that maybe we were letting the other person live out for us. And, and, and without that other person, we need to find ways to, um, to fill that void. And sometimes that means by finding within ourselves, oh, maybe I really can do the finances. Um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I can love myself the way my mother did. Um, you know, and not mm-hmm. depend upon her, um, her sharing, but maybe she gave me what I need and I can dig deeper within myself and, and find that. Well, the interesting thing, too, is that every relationship we're in creates a piece of who we are, right? Our identity and sense of self is includes all of the people around us. And so whenever we have a shift in the people around us, we have a shift in our identity and sense of self. And I think one of that's one of the key reasons why people struggle in the early stages of their grief because suddenly there's an, this unfamiliar feeling of not knowing who we are. And so those questions of what do I need for meaning in my life? How, how do all of the things in my life currently feel for me? Is my work a place I want to be? Is my home a place I want to be? How am I feeling in my relationships? When we are able to ask ourselves these questions, that gives us the freedom to begin to build a life for the self that is made it through this first stage of your grief experience, whatever that looks like for each individual person, and continue to go on, as you said, being able to, to kind of fill the gaps that have been created by the absence of this person by developing new skills, by learning new tools, by really looking at our lives and, and asking ourselves key questions for building and rediscovery. You know, even as you were talking, it suddenly hit me when my mother passed, it literally took me five years to not want to reach for the phone on Sunday because I -hmm. called her every Sunday and that was like, Mm -hmm. you know, for decades. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, yep. And, and it just hit me as you were talking, had I been more aware, I could have set a ritual for myself, maybe to spend five, ten minutes just thinking about her and um, some of our experiences together, some of the good things, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to create something to, um, to fill that gap, but that's also enriching, not just... Um, not just filled with sadness, but but also, not that that's not important too, but also a time of celebration of all that we had together. Well, the beauty of that is is that's a perfect explanation of of integration. And that is that so often we think that our work as grievers is to get through our grief and out the other side. 
But the truth is, we have to take all of the things that we grieve and integrate them into who we are. And so you don't lose the beautiful things that you have with your mom. She's inside you. She taught you so much, and you already know that and hold on to that. But we're not encouraged to kind of celebrate that or to actively engage with those feelings and the idea that you have this ritual with your mom. And maybe that ritual could be a ritual that you still keep, but you do differently um, in honor of the connection you had with her. That shows us how we can take something that was a part of our life when a person was alive and change it to be something meaningful for ourselves as we're building this different life without them physically present. It's a beautiful example of that. Thank you. This is really a fabulous discussion, and we're going to go to break now, but when we come back, let's um, talk more. I know you have a specific process that you use that helps people um, with grief and and, and, and with the integration process, so I look forward to talking more with you. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter, and you'll get a free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align and integrate their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, their right and left brain, and move forward with more ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. During the commercials, please think about how your life has been transformed through grief or trauma. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Michelle Neff Hernandez to talk more about rediscovering yourself and healing after grief and trauma. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you thought about how your life has been transformed through grief or trauma. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Malkadis can help you. I'm so thankful we're here with Michelle Nefernandez talking about rediscovering yourself and healing your grief and trauma. Um, Michelle, let's talk uh, about your seven-step process that you share in your book, Different After You. Well, one of the things that occurred to me um, in my work with widowed people, I have been working with the widowed community specifically for 14 years, and over and over again, we've had conversations about the challenge of learning to love the person that has come through a trauma. And when I say learning to love the person, I mean us learning to love the self that comes out of a trauma. And so for me, that was my widowhood and the death of my husband. And what I what I talked about briefly in the first section of the show was this struggle that I had um, to try to go back to how my life used to be, not wanting to acknowledge that it had been changed in a way that, you know, without, without my permission and not something I wanted. Um, and so the book, Different After You, um, is really... I consider it a love letter to anyone who has been changed by a traumatic event in their life um, from grieving a person who has died, whatever their relationship to you, to any of the other ways that trauma influences us as we make our way through the human experience. My developed sort of a seven-step process, so I use the word steps lightly. Um, these are really kind of phases that we go through, and I and I wrote the book in such a way to each of the seven steps has about three chapters, and the intention is for you to make your way through one stage and find yourself in there and decide, am I good? Do I feel like I need to spend a little more time thinking about these concepts, or can I move on to the next? So while they are sequential, they are intended to kind of, you know, let you marinate in them. I always tell people, you can pick the book up and read the whole thing, but what I hope is that you'll get stuck somewhere. Because when you get stuck somewhere, that might help you decide which one of these phases um, are places that you that you might need to do a little bit more contemplation and some um, reflection. So the first step of the process is acknowledging that you have been changed. And so, again, we talked about that in the, in the first section, but just acknowledging that your life can't possibly be the same after what you've lived through. Um, and sometimes, like we talked about, that takes a little while to come to. For grievers, it seems to me, they often kind of know this instinctually because they, they can't imagine how their life will ever be the same without the person that they've, they've um, experienced the death of. But for people who are walking through a different kind of trauma, Sometimes it takes them a little longer to come to that acknowledgement and feel confident that they can say, yes, I'm never going to be the same again, um, which does not imply that you're not going to be a great version of yourself, just you won't be the exact same version. 
So the next step is grieving. And, um, and for me, uh, Dr. Polo, that's not just about grieving a person who died, but it's also about grieving the version of ourselves who used to, who we used to be when that person was alive. So you and I talked a little bit about your mom. And for you, that would be, you know, just grieving the time when you used to be a person whose mother was alive. You know, that's, that's something to grieve beyond grieving a person, but also grieving that version of yourself. I don't know if that resonates with you. Uh, well, it certainly does, because um, when my mother passed, it, it was, you know, then um, that, that layer of um she was the last of you know so mm. that that layer is gone um and we are then the elders <laughs> and and it yeah. changes everything you're you're no longer a yeah. child you are um you're the one who's in charge now there's no one to, no one else to look to yeah and 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 having the time to just grieve that you know, the reality that you don't have an elder anymore, that you are stepping into a new space, um, is something that I think we, we often skip over. We can see why we would grieve the person, but we also for, we need to grieve the versions of ourselves that we're letting go um, and spend a little time there. And so the next, the next phase is inventory, and that's discovering what matters to us. And so asking yourself the question after the death of someone you love, do the things that matter to me, you used to matter to me, still matter to me in the same way. And we talked about whether that could be your job, that could be where you live, that could be relationships that you're holding on to. Are they serving the person you're becoming? And if so, then no change is needed. But taking inventory is the first step before we step into the next, which is exploring and looking at all of the possibilities that are available. So if we go back to that example we just used of you becoming an elder and then exploring the possibilities of what it's like to be the person making the decision. And so when you've had time to grieve who you were and inventory what you want, then you have the opportunity to explore following in, following that as imagine and live being allowing yourself to dream a new dream because I think so many times when something we love has had to be released, whether it's a person or any of the other things that we release in our lifetime, sometimes that makes us afraid to dream a new dream, afraid to want something beautiful in our lives because we know that that too will come to an end eventually. And so having that opportunity to dream again is one of the phases of rediscovering ourselves. And then the last two are reclaiming and owning. And I think that those two are ones but, that we often skip. Before we go to that, you want can to go I back? just, yeah. well, just for one second, or, or just to mention that, I think part of the grieving process is also acknowledging what was missing in the relationship um, if if that mm -hmm. was the case and if it mm -hmm. wasn't everything that you had wanted your parent or your spouse or whoever it is if mm -hmm. if there was um, a lot of pain there I think grieving that too because it's very confusing you love the person and you do miss them, but then there's also a lot that 
is often unresolved when someone passes away um, uh, or, or transitions. And so I, I think mm-hmm. acknowledging that too, being honest about it, not sugarcoating it, but really grieving what you didn't have and wished you had. Yep. I love that. And I think that all of that fits within that grief inventory and discovery phase because what we're learning is what is it that we've had to release? What is it that we need? And to your point, what is it that we didn't have? So when we, I think especially when relationships are not all that we hoped or needed them to be, we can be even more strenuously encouraged to let it go, you know, not to allow that to have a space in your future. But I believe that the power of integration is learning the lessons we have to learn from the experiences we've had, both the positive and the ones that through which we struggle. Because when we do, then we get to take what we've learned and apply that to any future challenge that we'll have. And being, we can only do that if we allow our past a place in our present and, and allow it to help us decide what our future is going to look like. Beautiful. And then let me come back to these last two steps, which are own and reclaim. And I think that when we have, we talked a little bit about, especially for grievers, but I think this is true for anyone who's lived through a trauma. I think that if something good comes from something difficult, our minds sometimes tell us that that makes the good thing, the bad thing good, right? So if I come through my grief experience and I am an even better version of myself, then sometimes we can believe that that means my husband's death was a positive thing in my life. And I think that we can hold space for both things, which is my husband's death was an absolutely tragic part of my life. And I am now a better version of myself because I allowed myself to be changed by my grief and by what I experienced. And so it isn't his death that is the good thing for me. It is my willingness and ability to allow myself to be changed by what I experienced and to use those changes for positive outcomes in my life and in the world. So it's important, I think, for us to separate those two things because if we don't, then we sometimes won't allow ourselves to claim our our new selves or to celebrate who we become in the aftermath of trauma or tragedy. And and I think it's important for people to know that it's not disrespectful to the love that you had um, with your husband or the relationship that you had with your husband, but it's, it's in a way honoring it as well because it's saying mm-hmm. we had all of this together and I have so much that I got from you that I don't have to fall apart because you're not here anymore, I can continue to grow and live life and enjoy my life and to heal and expand and to, you know, keep still keep you in my heart. Yes, for sure. And also, I think the idea that we don't, the biggest and best legacy I can, I can create for my husband, Philip is to take the love that we shared and multiply it. And I feel like that gives us an opportunity. There are so many people who say his name 
that never met him because I continue to speak about him and because I continue to allow him to be a part of my life. And so the world is better place when we allow the people who have died to remain a part of who we are and to carry forward the things we loved about them to continue to develop ourselves into different versions of us as we learn more and and evolve through all of life's experiences. But the people we loved and the people who have been a, a, a pivotal part of our lives are just such a beautiful part of making a legacy not for ourselves and continuing the legacy that they left for us in their love. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking your experience and using it to help so many people heal and grow through their loss and trauma. Uh, I encourage everyone to purchase Different After You, Rediscovering Yourself and Healing After Grief and Trauma, and to visit Michelle's website, Michelle Neff Hernandez.com. Michelle, thank you for joining us and sharing so much valuable information that we all need, especially in our current times. Thank you and many blessings to you. Thank you so and much. I, and I thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, follow us on social media, learn about my two on-demand guided meditation videos on discovering your past lives and awakening your inner angelic light body, then read my latest blog and learn about my services including individual or group coaching, speaking, workshops, retreats, hands-on healing, or remote healing, past life regressions, reading tarot and Akashic records, mediumship, channeling your guardian angel, or schedule for, with me a video conference, experiential workshop, or speech design specifically for you, or one that's in high demand, such as overcoming abuse, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, Opening New Chakras, Authentic Leadership, Building Healthy Teams, Communication That Works, Making Change Smoother, The Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Zoom or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients achieve their goals and improve their health relationships and abundance. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Malkadee's who helps us transform spiritually. Ask for his help in addition to whoever else you pray to to help you transform through spirituality. Use your own words or say something like Archangel Malkadees. I give you permission in a positive way only to help me transform spiritually. You can even be more specific and say something like Archangel Malkadees. I give you permission in a positive way only 
to help me integrate my new experiences and transform. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please listen next Thursday when Judy Wilkins-Smith will join us to talk about Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is love. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you, bless you, and have a beautiful week and a year of love, harmony, and balance. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.